Hey, Shoujo fans! Welcome to episode 10 of Shoujo Sunday. This week is a very special Maid-sama episode, and I cannot wait. Let's dig in. Okay, Chica, are you ready? It's time. <laughs> I'm as ready as I possibly can be. <laughs> That's the perfect response. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we're on our 10th episode. It's just like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And it was so hard to keep this a secret, but... <laughs> yes, I'm going into this as blind as you guys are yes. listening to this, so... We've given the writers of Maid Sama so much beef over the last several weeks that Chika and I both decided <laughs> that I should take things into my own hands. I can't believe I'm saying this, but tonight we will be reading a 4,500-word fan fiction I wrote based in the Maid Sama universe. Uh, huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> I, I really don't want to give away any of the story details, but I will say that I dropped a pretty big hint on one of our recent episodes about who the story would center around. I feel like y'all should know, too. Like, right. y'all, if you've been listening intently, you already know who this is going to be about. <laughs> yes, you all know who needs their own storyline. And like Chica said, I think all that I told her was... Just the general storyline a few weeks ago when I first got the idea to write it. Like, I didn't tell you anything else, right? Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, so all of your reactions are just going to be live from experiencing the story along with everybody listening. We'll see, y'all, we'll see. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. Yes, yes. Also, before we get started, I don't really have a title for it. It's sort of like a working title, but I don't really know if I like it. So I was honestly kind of hoping if the listeners like think of a title, maybe we can make a poll of our favorites on Twitter and or Instagram stories and like choose it that way. Ooh, yeah. And we'll pick dear future Chica self. We'll, <laughs> we'll pick the one that gets the most votes. Yes, yes, yes. So don't forget to follow us on social media so that you can actually help pick the title of this. Yes, please. At Shoujo Sunday across all socials. So I think that's all the business. Should we jump into it? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, so I'll start with the first chapter and then we will we will alternate. Okay. All right. So the working title, it's really cheesy. I'm like actually embarrassed to say it out loud because I just, I don't know if I like it, but I had to put a title. I didn't want it to just be blank. So it is One Man's Love. Okay. Chapter one, Shochan. The blinding December sun beat down atop the roof of an immense rustic cabin. As Misaki Ayazawa and her unlikely group of travel companions ascended the stairs to the building, her eyes settled on a sign by the entrance that read, Nishiyama Ski Resort. We finally made it, huffed a voice at her side as they reached the top of the staircase. Misaki turned to see Hanukkah give a sigh of relief as she and the rest of the girls of Maid Latte approached the door to the resort. It wasn't too far of a walk from the station, contested Subaru gently, reaching kindly to open the door for everyone. 
I still can't believe we're here, Misaki chimed in, excitedly stepping through the threshold and into the cabin. The lobby was lit mostly by sunlight pouring in from the large windows that lined the front wall. Chairs and sofas speckled the room, whereupon vacationers chatted happily over warm drinks in hand. A petite check-in desk was nestled into the far east corner of the room, beside a doorway with a sign indicating that the dining area was on the other side of the hallway. To the west was a sign directing skiers to the slopes. Just north of the cozy lobby was a little hallway of elevators to the rest of the resort. Uzui trailed inside directly behind Misaki and took up a place at her side. What I really can't believe is that you're here, grumbled Misaki, pointing up at Usui, who shrugged. He was the only chef who could make it, Satsuki giggled. You know, at first, I was going to book myself a Christmas vacation here, but then I saw a flyer that said they needed a pop-up cafe for the weekend. I couldn't resist. Erica pressed a curious finger to the side of her mouth. You wouldn't rather ski all weekend? Think about it, Satsuki beamed. I can ski on our off time, and Made Latte will get all the exposure a popular resort like this has to offer to gain new customers. It's a real Christmas treat. As Satsuki approached the front desk to check in, Usui leaned close to Misaki's ear. Maybe you can be my Christmas treat, he teased. Misaki felt herself go blue in the face. She glowered at Usui. I don't know what you mean by that, and I don't want to know. Usui smirked down at her and offered no reply. Here's everyone's room keys. Satsuki handed everyone a key card. Misaki and Erika, you'll work the morning shift at the cafe. Subaru and Hanukkah, you'll be the evening shift. Now, she let out a sharp little sigh and lit up with devilish determination. I want to check out the competition. I'll see you girls bright and early. Satsuki eagerly skipped in the direction of the dining area of the resort. Her luggage rolled loudly behind her. I heard there's a mall nearby, noted Erika. Ooh, we can look for souvenirs, Subaru perked up. Misaki felt her stomach become entangled. Well, let's put our bags in our rooms first, Hanukkah retorted. I'm not about to walk another mile with this thing on my shoulder. Misaki, are you coming? inquired Subaru. Uh, Misaki stammered. She was already hoping to survive the weekend on food from Maid Latte. She certainly didn't have extra money for souvenirs. I think I just want to unpack my things and explore the resort. She tightened her grasp on her luggage. Suits you, Hanukkah sneered, and she briskly walked ahead to the elevators. Erika and Subaru hurried after her. Have fun, Erika and Subaru waved as they slid into one of the elevators. Misaki looked down at her room key. Room number 028. Usui, what room number are you? She asked absentmindedly. 029, he read slowly and peered over her shoulder at her key. Looks like we're neighbors, he grinned. Oh, great, Misaki groaned. I'll leave my door unlocked for you, Usui remarked as I started towards the elevators. Well, that's stupid, snapped Misaki. This is a popular resort. You never know what kind of people you'll run into here. As the words left Misaki's mouth, a pair of elevator doors opened. A shaggy mop of dark green hair and a pair of deep orange doe eyes bewildered her. Shoichiro Yukimura, vice president of the Seika High School Student Council, stepped out of the elevator before her. Misaki promptly bolted away into the lobby, and Usui dragged after her. P-president? Yukimura's voice beckoned down the hallway. He jogged after her. Misaki closed her eyes tightly for a moment, and then turned on her heel to face him. Yukimura, she greeted him with a polite smile. What are you doing here? Of all places, she thought to herself. We come here every year, Yukimura blushed. My parents and their best friends plan a ski trip around the holiday. He seemed to get lost in a memory for a moment, but then blinked and added, 
What about you? Why are you here? He then covered his mouth with one hand and speculated, Are you two on a secret getaway trip? A pair of horns could have protruded from Misaki's head, for she felt like she could breathe fire in response. No, she declared. Absolutely not. It's a funny coincidence, Usui asserted. Behind Yukimura, Misaki spotted someone else. A girl their age was scanning the hallway in a daze before she caught sight of the back of Yukimura's head. Recognition formed a small smile on the girl's face, and she hurried toward him. Her head of wavy, mid-length lavender hair bounced as she ran. Shochan, she called out. I didn't see where you went. Are these your friends? Shochan, Misaki repeated in her head. Yukimura turned pink yet again, and he turned around to face the girl. I go to school with them, he explained. It's a coincidence we're all here at the same time. Wow, how strange, the girl concurred. President Ayazawa? Takumi, this is Kiyomi Kanmi, Yukimura introduced her. Our parents have been best friends since before we were born, so we've known each other since we were little kids. You can call me Kiyomi. Her smile reached all the way to her eyes, which matched the flowery shade of her hair. A friend of Shochan's is a friend of mine. Yukimura blushed harder at the sound of his nickname. It's nice to meet you, Kiyomi. I'm Misaki. Unable to resist, she continued. Out of curiosity, why don't you go to Seika High with Yukimura? Your best friends? I moved across town right after middle school, Kiyomi explained. But we still study together. Misaki internally let out a sigh of relief. At least she didn't choose not to go to Seika because of its reputation. Anyway, we're going to meet our parents on the slopes. Yukimura's voice shook. Well, if I can build up the courage for it, I... we're... we're going to take a walk first. Kiyomi's smile brightened. She patted Yukimura gingerly on the back. We'll get you on those slopes this year. I just know it. Yukimura grimaced, but nodded fiercely. We'll let you get to it then. Misaki shot them an enthusiastic thumbs up, grateful that the subject of what she and Usui were doing there had been dropped. Oh, you both arrived at the same time too? Yukimura's eyes went wide at the sight of their luggage by their feet. I can't believe it. Well, you'll have to, Usui insisted, and he scooped Misaki's wrist into his hand and dragged her back to the elevators. And that's chapter one. <laughs> okay, okay, listen, I, okay, I won't react. I know I'll post-react at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there were moments where my eyebrows raised a little bit, y'all. I was just like, oh. Oh. <laughs> mm. I didn't want to interrupt because she was, Gianna was voice actor for her life. I didn't want oh. to interrupt. <laughs> Just getting my VA reps in, guys. It's fine. So you can uh, email me at... No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> I wish I had time for VA work. I love it. Maybe one day. Also, really quick before we go into chapter two, I'm so sorry. I have like summer allergies or something going on this week, guys. So if my voice is not tip-top shape for reading stories, I apologize. But I got water and we're doing our best. Yes, we always do our best. We always try. And I'll do my best as well, y'all. I don't really know if I'm a voice actress in that way. Oh, that's okay. But I'm gonna do my best to read this to you guys. So, chapter two, Santa Maid. The quiet whisperings of morning chatter echoed throughout Maid Latte. Mizaki strode out of the kitchen, clad in a crimson maid's dress and white lace. A furry red hat with a white pom-pom on the end sat askew on the crown of her head. Her hands and arms balanced three plates, two with rice omelet and another with holiday pancakes. Red and green candies flecked the sponge, which were made to look like evergreen trees. 
The three men at the table Mizaki approached lit up at the sight of their breakfast. Please enjoy, masters. Mizaki smiled sweetly and placed each meal in front of its recipient. Ooh, this looks so good, the man who ordered the pancakes beamed. Mizaki bowed. I'm glad it's to your satisfaction, master. On her way back to the kitchen, Mizaki's cheery demeanor faded in an instant. Her eyes caught the sight of two familiar faces seated at a table in the cafe. Yukimura and Kiyomi shared a laugh over the menu. Mizaki made a beeline for the kitchen before either of them could spot her. Once in the safety of the back room, she covered her face with her hands. What am I going to do? She pondered. Mizaki! Satsuki rushed to her side. What's wrong? A boy I go to school with is here, she moaned. Uzui leaned in from behind the stove to listen. Wow, what a twist of fate, gasped Satsuki. I've got just the thing. She disappeared for a mere moment before producing a pair of round spectacles and a fake white beard. You can be Santa made this morning. Ho, ho, ho. Mizaki reluctantly accepted the costume pieces. Well, I don't have a better idea, so this will have to do. She situated the glasses and bushy beard onto her face. Tuck your hair into your hat, suggested Erica, just before leaving to run food out of the kitchen. That'll be perfect. Mizaki sighed and removed her Santa hat from her head. She gathered all of her hair and pulled it to the crown of her head before securing the hat over it. How's this? Mizaki turned to Satsuki and asked before a sudden puff of air tickled the back of her neck. Startled, Mizaki cradled her neck in her hand and turned around, only to see Uzui gazing longingly into her eyes. What was that for? She spoke through gritted teeth. It was an easy target, Uzui smirked. Usually your neck is covered. Don't you have food to cook? Mizaki pulled the hat down a little further on her head so that it would shield some of the base of her neck. She was somehow grateful that the woolly beard she was wearing could hide how unnaturally warm her face had become. Uzui left and marched back behind the stove. I'll be a good boy now, Santa. Mizaki turned to Satsuki, whose eyes shone with adoration for that odd exchange. Will my classmate recognize me? She fumed. No, Satsuki grinned. I hardly do. Good. Mizaki planted her hands on her hips. Let's get this over with. When Mizaki walked onto the floor, heads turned at the sight of Santa Maid. Whether or not people were offended or simply shocked, Mizaki could not decide. She cleared her throat and did her best to disguise her voice as she approached Yukimura's table. Ho, ho, ho. She wished she could scream instead. Good morning, master, milady. What would you like for Christmas or breakfast? Yukimura gave a glance to Kiyomi across from him and furrowed his brow for a moment. Mizaki could feel herself beginning to profusely sweat beneath the hat and beard. Two, Yukimura stammered. Two breakfast parfaits. Kiyomi gently interrupted him, and she smiled warmly at Santa Maid. And two green teas, please. Matching presents. Mizaki fussed, wanting nothing more than to evaporate into thin air. I'll deliver them shortly. As Mizaki turned on her heel to return to the kitchen, she heard Kiyomi whisper behind her. That's an interesting touch, huh? A Santa maid, she wondered aloud. I'll say, Yukimura agreed. Mizaki burst into the kitchen and pulled the beard below her chin. She gasped for air and fanned her face. Well, implored Erika, did they recognize you? So far, so good. Mizaki placed Yukimura's order on the counter in front of Uzui. But at what cost, she mused. 
When the drinks were ready, Mizaki carefully balanced them on a tray and returned to the floor. Two evergreen teas, Mizaki announced as she set two piping hot mugs of matcha between Yukimura and Kiyomi. Wasting no time, Kiyomi raised her mug in the air. Cheers! Yukimura smiled more widely than Mizaki had ever seen. Cheers! As Mizaki walked back into the kitchen, she couldn't help but wonder, Does Yukimura like Kiyomi? They seem really comfortable around each other. Parfaits are up, Uzui sounded off moments after Mizaki returned to the back. Got it. She reached out and swiped them onto her tray, not missing a beat, and headed straight back onto the floor. However, she stopped dead in her tracks as the kitchen door swung closed behind her. Yukimura leaned forward in his seat and rested his head in one hand, earnestly soaking up a story that Kiyomi was telling with wide, sweeping hand gestures. His eyes were soft and at ease, the kind of look she never knew could grace that shy boy's face. She almost didn't want to interrupt, but she had to deliver their parfaits. Here you are, master, milady, Mizaki uttered quickly to give them their privacy. Thank you, Santa maid, Kiyomi giggled. Thanks, Yukimura echoed. Please let me know if you need anything else. Mizaki bowed. Mizaki could see it. Something about Kiyomi affected Yukimura. There was no doubt about it. Woo! Great job. Girl, I was struggling. No, you didn't. <laughs> it was a good chapter. I, I'm honestly surprised that you got through it without laughing because I can't with that one. Because, like, Something listen. about Santa Maid. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then also my voice acting because at one point, Mizaki yeah. sounded like Yukimura, sounded like Kiyomi. So oh, like- no, it's fine. I only have a different voice for, like, Kiyomi. That- that's all I really got. And Usui. Okay. Chapter three. Becoming a man. As the sun set on Nishiyama Ski Resort, Misaki started back to her room for maid latte, free from the bindings of Santa maid. As she crossed through the lobby, her eyes beheld Yukimura. He sat facing the window, accompanied only by the smatterings of pink, purple, and orange that spilled through the window all around him. At the sound of her footsteps in the empty room, Yukimura's head turned briskly in her direction. When he saw who had entered the room, he scratched the top of his head and offered a weak smile. Oh, President, what are you doing here? I'm just getting back from one of the cafes, Misaki hastily explained as she approached him. What are you doing out here by yourself? She took a seat beside him. Yukimura's little grin wavered and his face burned red. I'm, well, I'm, I I just... He let out a massive sigh, as though he'd forgotten to breathe since Misaki arrived. I can't lie to you. What's wrong? Misaki racked her brain for the possibilities, but came up blank. It's embarrassing. Yukimura's eyes seemed to grow larger as he delicately blocked his mouth with a hand. It's okay if you don't want to tell me. Misaki struggled to maintain a stoic expression, remembering that she also had a secret she'd rather not share. I was just asking to make sure you're okay. It's Kiyomi. Yukimura blurted out and he sat forward in his chair. His elbows rested on his knees, and he stared off into the setting sun. Unblinking, he added, I'm in love with her. Misaki felt herself blush at the sweetness of his sentiment. Have you told her? Of course not. Yukimura's gaze fell to his feet. She deserves more of a man than I am. I'm too afraid to even ski with her. Last year, I promised I'd be brave enough next time, but I'm not. Misaki carefully set a hand onto Yukimura's shoulder. Give yourself some credit, she urged him, although she couldn't help but agree that he wasn't exactly the picture of masculinity. Somehow, the image of Usui deftly navigating the ski slope slipped into her mind's eye. 
Kiyomi seemed really happy with you. She recalled the way they giggled at one another behind their menus at Maid Latte. Yukimura looked back at Misaki, his brow now furrowed. How would you know that? He probed. Misaki's heart threatened to burst. Oh, uh, well, when you introduced us, she just seemed happy to be here with you. She smiled unnaturally wide. I don't know about that. Yukimura set his eyes back on the floor. Out of the corner of her eye, Misaki spotted a head of spiky blonde hair enter the lobby. Uzui strolled through, a carton of apple juice pressed to his lips. She bolted up to her feet and pointed directly at him. Uzui, what are you doing here? With a little yelp, Yukimura also scrambled to his feet and he turned around to face Usui. Can a guy get some juice in the lobby without an interrogation? Usui retorted, and he noisily slurped on his carton. What's all the fuss about? Misaki looked severely at Yukimura, who swallowed hard and clenched fists at his sides. t t Yukimura struggled to form the words. Would you... please help me become a man? Usui smirked and seemingly suppressed a laugh. He now stood mere centimeters away from Yukimura, who winced at his approach and cupped his face in his free hand. Are you sure you want it to be me? Misaki stamped her foot as Yukimura sputtered nonsense in a panicked reply. That is not what he meant, you perverted alien, Misaki huffed. Yusui released Yukimura's face, but his contemptuous smile remained intact. What does he mean then? Yukimura gathered himself and gave Usui an intense look. I want Kiyomi to see me as a man, he proclaimed. Can you help me? Usui glanced at Misaki, who blinked at him impatiently. I will, he agreed. Yukimura clasped his hands together at his chin. Thank you so much. Let's all go out to the slopes tomorrow afternoon, suggested Usui. We'll keep you safe. Teardrops formed in the corners of Yukimura's eyes. I trust you. And that's chapter three. Are you sure you want it to be me? <laughs> Are you sure you want it to be me? Thank you. I'm so glad that you think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, I tried to be quiet. I'm like, let me hold my nose. I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> because it's absolutely what he would say. Like, <laughs> It would be. Yeah. Okay. Chapter four, Snowfall. After a rigorous Saturday morning at Maid Latte, Mizaki went to meet Yukimura and Uzui in the lobby of the resort. Bad news, cautioned Uzui immediately upon her arrival. The forecast for today called for heavy snow, so they're closing the slopes early. Yukimura's face shifted from passionate determination to devastation. Oh no, his voice lilted. Mizaki peered out the window. But I only see flurries. It could pick up in an instant, Yuzui noted. It was the safe thing for them to do. I have a backup plan. Yukimura immediately perked up. You do? Takumi, I'll really owe you for this. Wait, Mizaki interrupted. What's your backup plan? If she's ever in trouble, go to her side, Uzui instructed. If she's hurt, tend to her wounds. If she's sick, take care of her. If she's sad, hold her. Always be there for her before she even knows she needs you to be there. For a split second, Yuzui's eyes wandered over and met Mizaki's before focusing back on Yukimura. Mizaki realized she stopped breathing several moments ago and tried to catch her breath in secret. Her face reddened. I don't think that's the kind of plan we need right now, Mizaki crossed her arms. At that moment, a large group of people clad in ski gear came walking through the lobby from the west, muttering amongst themselves. I was hoping the snow would hold out for just a few more hours, one man complained to another. Mizaki recognized them from her first morning at the pop-up cafe. 
Me too, agreed the other. My form is getting so much better. Yukimura pointed into the crowd. They are my parents. Wait, where's Kiyomi? He rushed over to his mother and father. Hey, kiddo, his dad greeted him. What have you and Kiyomi been up to today? Yukimura blinked. I, I thought she was with you. She left a note on our door saying she was going skiing this morning right after you left. Both Yukimura's parents and Kiyomi's parents fell into worry. She told us she was staying behind with you today, Kiyomi's mother argued. Yukimura gasped. Why would she lie to us? Let's alert the front desk, Yukimura's mother suggested, and the four of them hurried off. I can't believe this. Yukimura plopped into one of the chairs by the window, where outside the snowfall was beginning to pick up substantially. I've been pacing around this whole place by myself today, trying to build up the courage to ski. If she was here, I would have seen her. You don't think she's out in the storm, do you? prompted Mizaki. Yukimura bolted onto his feet. I need to go look for her. Mizaki planted her hands firmly on Yukimura's shoulders. You can't, she insisted. It's too dangerous. Tears flowed down Yukimura's cheeks, and he sobbed lightly. But, but, Takumi said if she's in trouble that I should go to her side. I should have already been there before she needed me. That's, that's what a man does. He collapsed back into the chair, and Mizaki released him from her grasp. You won't be any good to her if you go out in the storm and get hurt, Mizaki contested. Your parents are alerting the resort. They'll have security out looking for her soon. In the meantime, we can look around here. With a sniffle, Yukimura nodded. Okay. Hours passed and the snow piled several centimeters high. When searching for Kiyomi around the resort was to no avail, Mizaki and Uzui sat with Yukimura at a table at Maid Latte to refuel before looking some more. A rice omelet sat before Yukimura, entirely untouched. Subaru leveling wrote courage on it in ketchup. Mizaki and Uzui nibbled slowly on their own meals. We'll find her, Mizaki assured him, but you need to eat if you want strength to look. Strength, scoffed Yukimura. I'm not strong to begin with. You have to start somewhere, deadpanned Uzui. Start with the omelet then build up from there. Yukimura considered Uzui's words for a moment. He beheld his classmate, then his omelet, and drew a deep breath. He picked up his chopsticks, scooped up a heaping portion of eggs, chewed intently, and swallowed it down. Ooh, all right. A little better than last time. No, you're doing great. Meanwhile, my cat's just staring at me like, what is this nonsense? What are you doing? <laughs> So Lane was like, if you don't come over and play with me. Right. She's like, who's Yukimura? Aren't I cuter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we are on chapter five of five. So chapter five, a man. Before Misaki knew it, her time as a maid at a pop-up cafe in a resort had come to an end. Luckily, the rigorous cleaning would be left to the night shift girls. So Misaki was able to leave the kitchen the moment her shift ended. She could hardly sleep all night not knowing whether or not Kiyomi had been found. With a yawn, she crossed the threshold into the lobby. As her eyes shifted back into focus, they settled on a head of lavender hair seated in a chair by the window. Misaki gasped softly, and, before she could call out to her, she spotted Yukimura rushing in from the hallway of elevators. Misaki hid in the doorway, but peered out just enough to be able to watch their exchange. What have we here? Came a cheeky whisper behind her. Misaki turned around to see Uzui hiding with her, smirking as he always did. I didn't want to interrupt, Misaki replied in haste. Now shut up, I want to listen. 
Kiyomi, Yukimura cried, and Kiyomi rose to her feet. Kiyomi, we looked everywhere for you. He wrapped his arms around her, but quickly pulled away. I know, Shochan. I'm so sorry. Kiyomi's voice wavered. I can explain. She stepped closer to the window, which was blindingly bright with the reflection of the early winter sun on the sparkling snow outside. I snuck off to the mall yesterday. I thought I'd be there and back before the snow started, but I lost my cell phone, and I had to retrace my steps to find it. When I finally found it, it was dead. I started to walk back in the snow, but it got really bad. So I turned around to go back to the mall, but it was closed by the time I made it back. Luckily, I was dressed for skiing, and then the resort security found me in the storm. Her voice trailed off. Why? Yukimura choked back tears. Why would you sneak over to the mall when you knew there was a storm coming? Why lie to us? Kiyomi's face turned a delicate pink. She reached into her back pocket and presented him with a blue rose made of glass. The edges of the petals were speckled with snowflakes. I couldn't go another Christmas without doing this. And no, I don't mean skiing. She giggled. She locked eyes with Yukimura took the tiniest of steps closer to him, and boldly confessed, I love you, Shochan. You're the gentlest, kindest, most thoughtful person in the world. I don't know any other boys our age like you. You're a great man. With quivering hands, Yukimura graciously accepted Kiyomi's rose. His tears could no longer be stifled, and they streamed freely down his face. All but one, which Kiyomi gingerly wiped away. I was so worried. He weeped. I can't believe you went through all of that for me. I'd do it again, too. She wiped another one of his tears away. Yukimura absolutely beamed. I really have to ski next year now. It's okay if you don't, Kiyomi said sweetly. Really? But... Yukimura began, but Kiyomi chimed in first. You could ski in three years, five years, ten years, or never, and that still wouldn't change the way I feel about you. Kiyomi? Yukimura pressed the glass rose against his chest and stood firm on his feet. Yes, Shochan, I love you too. Kiyomi tenderly took Yukimura's face in her hands and planted her lips on his. Yukimura grasped his treasured gift in one hand and embraced Kiyomi with the other. Misaki looked on with pride. It's a happy ending, Misaki smiled, surprised to find herself fending off tears. Almost, Usui chuckled. What do you mean, almost? You really are an alien, aren't you? No empathy for human love? Uzui took a couple steps away from Misaki, back toward the dining area. Without facing her, he admitted, When you confess to me, it'll be a happy ending. Misaki stood and tore off after him. Me? Confess to you? She scoffed, but her heart rate skyrocketed. <laughs> How delusional! I would never- I mean, I hate you. Is that a confession? I- a sudden, strong, yet gentle hand patted the top of her head. Misaki looked up to see Usui grinning down at her. It was hard for her to tell whether or not it reached his eyes. I was joking. He turned back around and continued on his way. Misaki dragged behind him. She settled her own hand atop her head. The sensation of Usui's hand lingered, and she felt her face growing warmer by the second. I hate him so much! she thought to herself. The feeling of the warmth of his skin against her scalp simply wouldn't fade.
The end. The end. Such a good story. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really proud of it, honestly. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I mean, I know that we like shit on the writers, but like literally it had all of the feel. It had the romance beats. It had the little conflict because Mizaki doesn't want to get caught. <laughs> yeah. It just all of it. I just love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I did actually make a little list of all of my sprinkles on top if you think that would be fun to go through some of the like symbolism and such. Yes, let's do it. So story theme, which I think is fairly obvious, is that you are worthy of love exactly as you are. Right? Yeah. Preach. So I liked playing around with names and stuff. Um, if I recall correctly which I hope that I would write this in, you know, having done the research and done it correctly. But Kiyomi's name means pure, and her last name is literally the Japanese word for sweetness. Aww. So just pure sweetness, like, and I just felt like that goes with, we call Yukimura cinnamon roll all the time, so I just wanted, like, pure sweetness. The resort name, Nishiyama, I looked up Japanese surnames, and it's derived from Nishi, meaning west, and Yama, meaning mountain or hill. So I'm like, that sounds like a ski resort, like, kind of name, because it's a mountain. Yeah. Of course, also, Yukimura's name is Yuki for snow and Mora for town or village, so I just thought a ski resort would kind of encompass that as well. It would be, like, a great location for him to find love. It's so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Also, because I can't do anything without a pun, ski is also a pun of, like, ski, which is Japanese for like, and you hear that in a lot of shoujo conventions, like, you always hear, like, ski, so I just couldn't help myself, but, like, put a pun in there as well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so cute. Oh, thank you. Misaki's room number is 028 to kind of represent this as like my 28th episode of Maid-sama. <laughs> if we include the OVA as 27, it's very silly. I think that is so cool. All of these little touch. You know what? I'm sure that our listeners are having all of the same feels that I'm having. I hope so. Doing this is kind of vulnerable. <laughs> So I just, I really hope that you guys liked it. And I think um, we can publish this on our website. Yeah, we'll post it on our blog. Yeah, you guys can go back and read it anytime you like. Yeah, once we get the final title from you guys, then we'll like update it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the blue rose is kind of an obvious blue representing that it's like a relaxed and comforting love that she has for him. Blue is such a relaxed color. It's a very comforting color. And it's just flecked with snow to add on an extra nod to Yukimura being like Yuki for snow and it's a ski resort. Just like kind of adding to the whole thing. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to talk about is Santa maid. <laughs> I... <laughs> I I don't know like what unhinged in me when I wrote Santa Maid, but I'm so happy it did. <laughs> I think it's hilarious because it's just like is Nazaki like venturing into drag a little bit? Like I, you know what it, it makes me think of? I don't know if you saw these memes. This circulated so long ago. Like so long ago. Sometime probably closer to 10 years ago than more recently. Of like the sexy Gandalf cosplays. Like the Oh <laughs> uh, wait. I think I do remember it. That's all I think of. I will share the pictures and memes the day this goes out. Just <laughs> Santa made inspo, like accident, like subconscious. Santa made inspo. There's also that Dungeons and Dragons meme of like 
when your wizard's second highest stat is charisma and it's just like an old bearded wizard head pasted on like a sexy wizard costume. <laughs> so it's like the beard and everything. <laughs> so it's like all I could think of. And <laughs> oh man, I, like I, I just don't know what happened, but I'm really glad that my brain went there. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, if anything else, it was just really also super fun to play with subtle will-they-won't-they they between Usui and Misaki, even though the story was centered around Yukimura. I really liked getting those beats in between them. Yeah, I like that you included the camaraderie that they had, and, like, even the fact that <laughs> Yukimura's, like, asking Usui, like, oh, like, help me turn into a man. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> Usui always has to just take it like too far <laughs> too, too far. far yeah it's like are you sure about this like wait wait yeah yeah <laughs> i love that thank you thank you i haven't written anything in a long time so this felt like really good to do start to finish i was up to a stupid hour i don't want to admit finishing this the other night but entirely worth it like i have an unfinished post Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood fanfiction that I started writing in 2018. It's not that long. It's only a couple thousand words long, probably. Might be like, might be sitting at like 6,000 or something right now. And it's like almost done. I've just never finished it. So it was just really nice to kind of have like a deadline and like know what I wanted to capture with it and just do it over the course of a couple weeks. Yeah. And you know, I think that the story is like just so good. And oh. as a person that like, was into I was big into like Twilight fanfic y'all oh. okay because I was a Twihard so all of you know like the lemons y'all remember lemons if y'all know what I'm talking about then find us go to our Instagram and post lemons in our comments <laughs> but I used to read them like all of the time and I would get so hurt when I would be super into the story and unfortunately like the author wouldn't have finished it I'm talking to you typo queen i know you're not listening to this podcast <laughs> could you imagine if we get an email and she's like wow you, you really called me out huh yes <laughs> but girl like come on how are you gonna have them get you got bella all the way up to this cheerleading competition and edward is like what just completely separated from carlisle i want to know how it ends <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's brutal. I don't think I would be able to publish something unfinished. I mean, I guess if it was, she was probably, what was it, like an ongoing publication kind of thing? Yeah, like I think what ended up happening, I don't know, I'm assuming it was a family issue like or something and then she stopped writing. Mm -hmm. That's rough. So it's like I sort of understand and everything, but I feel at the same time, it was at a point where I think she really could have finished it and like three chapters mm, mm -hmm. so it's like oh it's like right there but regardless so i appreciate the fact that you like wrote this and you finished this out for our listeners you guys are so blessed oh. i did my best i'm not like the voice actress queen here no you did great <laughs> you did so good i did my best but i'm telling you like gianna's a powerhouse okay oh. multi-instrumentalist <laughs> she she's a singer she's a writer like talent oh my god just the talent just 
It's all around us here. <laughs> Y'all feel it. You're so sweet. Thank you. I'm like evaporating as we speak. Thank you. <laughs> Don't evaporate because Sole needs somebody to play with her. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She would be really sad if I evaporated into thin air. Yeah. Also, to the listeners, if you want me to do more fanfic work in the future, I have to say, like, I have, like, original stories that I've been literally working on for, like, on and off for six years and stuff. But writing fanfic is such a fun thing for me. Like, an already established universe is so fun for me to tap into, especially anime, because you're unlimited. Like, I got to write in those things about, like, Misaki thinking that she could protrude horns and, like, because I picture that in the anime, that like, that's how they would draw it like she grew horns in that moment and like breathed fire kind of thing yeah so if you want me to write more fanfics in the future please let us know and if you don't like honestly that's chill too but i think this is really fun i think it'd be so fun like you don't have to do it for all of them but like yeah I think the ones where you could tell we get, like, super passionate. Right, where we need something to happen. Yukimura needed this. He needed, he deserved this. Justice has been had for Yukimura. Yes, in this regard. Now, we'll wait until Right Stuff sends me that manga so I can go through it. Because I feel like there was some sort of ending when it comes to Yukimura. But I don't remember it off top. And I don't want to read illegally. So, we'll wait till Right Stuff sends me the manga and I'll send it to Gianna. We might do a retrospective, but... Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. This fanfic, it was awesome. It was the right touch that we needed, especially with the way that Maidsama ended. Right. Yeah, so I'm glad that you did this. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy that I did this and would so gladly do it again. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Maybe we'll even do... Well, I say we. Maybe you could even put it on... I mean, it can be on our website for like a little bit, but maybe you could also put it on like Wattpad. Isn't that like the... Oh, I I have a Wattpad account that I have not looked at in a very long time. I also have a secret archive of our own account. I don't know if I should direct people to it just because there's a show that we will undoubtedly review further into the future. My fanfic of that is on Archive of Our Own. I think it's also on Wattpad. Mm. Maybe we could just make a Shoujo Sunday Wattpad and like put my my fanfics there or something. But um, I think it'll be fun because I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with y'all girlies because y'all tried to say that people who were like I saw it on Twitter today that if you're like 26 and you're into anime, then apparently you're ancient. First of all, no, oh no, that hurts me. <laughs> that hurts me so bad. Wait, no, I'm listening to another anime podcast, and I think they're all, like, in their 30s. They're very cool podcasts. They all seem like lovely people. Right. Let's not. Like, y'all just try to kill us off, and it's just, no, this is not, like, some Disney movie, guys. I'm not gonna let y'all kill us, the mothers. Right. Like, we can't buy homes. Can we at least have anime? Right. (laughs) Right. Like, come on now. But still, like, I think, what are the girls doing now? It's Wattpad, then there's AO3, right? I don't know anything about AO3. AO3 is Archive of Our Own. Okay. Okay, yeah. 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 Those are the only two I really know of. The only one I was aware of, like, or... I had used before was fanfiction.net. Oh, okay. So, I remember hearing that that was a thing way, like, 
I'm talking way back. Way yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sort of aging myself, but not really. But yeah, because that's <laughs> yeah. where I read all of the Twilight fanfic. All of these things that came out. Okay, Fifty Shades of Grey. What other books? Wallbanger, Gabriel's Inferno. Those were all Twilight fanfic. And I read it back when they were being published and stuff. And so now that they're officially published and they're like legitimately movies now, it's a weird space to be in. But I'm not that old. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are not. Yeah. So, well, I think it's it's something that we can like do and we can figure it out as we go along. But I think this was an amazing fanfic. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, I really hope you guys liked it. I'm so glad that you did, Chica. I'm also really eager to hear people's title suggestions because, I mean, like, I went with One Man's Love because, I mean, like, it works, but I don't think it's, like, it, you know? It was, like, One Man's Love, A Man, uh, yeah. Santa Maid. What, Santa what Maid. Will this- Just call it Santa Maid. She's truly the star. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Maid. <laughs> Honestly, I want to be Santa made for Halloween. <laughs> right. Or like Gandalf with fishnets. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, thank you so much, especially if you listen to this whole fanfic. Thank you so much for just going on this journey with us. We're going to be starting a new series very, very soon, and we will let you know what that is on social media at some point soon. If you want to slide into our DMs and follow us and see what we're up to over the week, you can follow us at Shoujo Sunday across all social platforms. Me personally, your fanfic author, (laughs) I am. Um, Gianna Luna, and you can find me at Gianna underscore Luna underscore across the social medias. And how about you, Chica? You can find me at Chica Supreme across all social platforms. That's Chica with a K, not two C's, y'all. I'm not Spanish. Also, in regard to Shoujo Sunday, you know, I mean, it's been a obvious, it's been, it's, it's, this is episode 10. It's been a while since we launched, but we have Instagram filters, you guys. We have uh fruits baskets one we have an oran high school host club one of course we had to have a maid sama one and we also have a shoujo anime filter which shoujo anime are you i want you guys if y'all haven't been playing around with that on our instagram and i think we're also putting the shoujo anime one on our tiktok we'll see if y'all haven't been playing around with that please do and tag us in the choices that you get and when you use our filters we would love to see it i do i really want to see so one last order of business please 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 give us five star ratings wherever you're listening to this and follow us on your podcast platforms as well so you don't miss any upcoming episodes of shoujo sunday we would really super duper duper appreciate it and love you forever truly 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 but i think that's it Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week with something new. Yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 